hey, I figured we're in this fight series I couldn't resist. You know, hey, you know, just uh, funcostume.com. I mean, shoot, 50 bucks. You know, you just got to go there, right? Because why? Sometimes I want to do things so that you remember what I say, right? (laughs) So you remember what I say because it is so critical when it comes to fighting against our flesh that I want you to remember what is spoken today, okay? So up front here, I have a donut. Yes, a donut. It is a cub donut. It is covered with white frosting, and it's gooed on there, hanging over the sides. And I brought this today because there was a point in my life when I drove by cub, and you know how they, I mean, they like pushed the smell of the bakery out to 95, you know, it sort of reminds me like when's the, when the, uh, you know, in the old uh, Metrodome when the twins were up to bat and they like changed the fans, I think they said, or something like that to push out, right? They pushed that, that smell out to 95. So there was a point in my life where I stopped every day and I bought this donut at Cub every day. And then I thought, man, that's good. So when I stopped, I thought I should get two donuts, And so I got two donuts every day. And two donuts like this at Cub, I mean, right now it's $2.50. And so $12.50 a week, if I went five days a week when I went into work, that kind of stuff, 50 bucks a month there. And man, I was hooked on the donuts. Even during the day, I'd drive by Cub and be like, wow, wonder if they have any donuts left, right? And I was on this thing about donuts, but I I brought the donut because I want this donut to be a picture of our fight against what is flesh. Everything that is flesh in the world that we deal with, I want us to wrestle with it this morning because we're in this series called Fight. And today I'm talking about our fight against the flesh. So when it comes to the word flesh in the Bible, there are roughly 13 different shades of meaning of flesh. But today in our text, in Galatians chapter 5, the meaning of flesh is this, corrupt and gross passions and affections. Corrupt and gross passions and affections. Now this definition just doesn't apply to our physical body. It also applies to our thinking, our thought life, right? It also applies to our emotions and what are our emotions. So when we talk about the flesh, we talk about corrupt and gross passions and affections. It's it's all of our being, who we are. St. Augustine defines flesh like this, disordered desires, Disordered desires. Now, in our biblical text today, in Galatians 5, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. We're going through 13 through 26. And I want to start out in verses 19 through 21, because 19 through 21 give us this description of this flesh that we are fighting against. So let me read it to you. Paul gives us some flesh facts 
in Galatians 5, 19 through 21. The acts of the flesh are obvious, he says. Sexual immorality, right? Sex outside of marriage, adultery, those kind of things. Impurity and debauchery. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. Nobody has those, right? Selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, from here, I want to go over to Romans chapter 1, verses 18, or 28 through 31, because there's further descriptions of this idea of flesh that I think are more comprehensive. And God says this, he says, furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to their depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, They are gossips. Man, gossip is right in the list of murder, right? Wow. Slanders. They're God-haters. Insolent. What's insolent, right? You know, it's being uh, rude and disrespectful. Very much so, right? Arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. You know, sometimes you hear of like brutality of sin or, or whatever things that come through the news and you're like, what in the world? Like how, I mean, how do, how do these people even think of doing such things, right? They're inventing it, right? But sometimes we invent it even. Sometimes we're like, hey, how can I get around this sin, right? So that's maybe it's really not sin, right? I mean, so we can do that as well. They disobey their parents. What? I mean, that's right in there with God haters, gossips, you know, murder, strife, jealousy, fits of rage. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. That is the description of this flesh that we're to fight against. Now, when it comes to our day-to-day life as Christ followers, these are the areas that we want to fight against. Why? Because here's reality. When we decided to follow Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, we were going one way in life. We were going along the way of the world. We were living out what I just read when it came to the flesh. And we recognized this is wrong. And we repented. We confessed that this is wrong. I don't want to live this way anymore. And we received Jesus as Savior and Lord. When we repented, we turned, and now we are heading the other way. We are heading to live as God has called us to live, as Jesus Christ. That is how we want to live now. You see, the world gives in to these areas. While we are called to be aggressive, to fight against these areas, This is why the Apostle Paul challenges us in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Here's some freedom facts now that he gives us in Galatians 5, 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. 
And then he goes on, he says, rather use your freedom to serve one another in love. Serve one another in love. And he's saying, hey, you are free. And what are we free from? We are free from the bondage, from the imprisonment of our sin. Because Christ has set us free because of his cross, because of his forgiving of our sin. But we're also free from the law. You see, if we were going to be just judged under the law, saying that, hey, you need to keep the law, and by your ability to keep the law, you will be made right with your heavenly Father for this life and for eternity, we would all fail. I mean, how many of us, just the top 10, 10 commandments, have kept the 10 commandments? And I mean like perfectly, because that's what God requires. But the Jewish culture, they had 623 laws and regulations. And there was no way that they were going to fulfill those. They were dead in their tracks. But Paul's saying, listen, you're free, people. You are no longer under that law's judgment because of the cross. Jesus took care of it. And you are free. But in your freedom now, don't indulge the flesh. Don't be saying, oh, this is awesome. I'm forgiven. I can do whatever I want and indulge the flesh. Paul says in Romans 6.1, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grapes may increase? Certainly not. No way. Nada. How can we who died to sin live in it any longer? Right? We are to fight against the flesh. We turned, remember? We turned, we repented. We're going a different way now. But here's reality, I believe. There are three kinds of people in the world. The first person are those who reject Jesus, reject God, and just live as they want. They're really a description of Romans 1, what I read, that they basically told God to shove off, I'm going to do what pleases me, period. And we have been around those people. We read about those people. They're in the news, on the news. They do destructive things. They hurt people every day, right? Because they could care less. But secondly, there are those who are Christ followers who are earnestly seeking God, seeking to fight against the flesh by the Spirit. And they're not perfect, but they're in pursuit. They're in training, And their lives are being transformed. And they're becoming more like Christ and they're reflecting Christ in their marriage and in their parenting, their family, in their neighborhood, in their community, in their business or in their school, wherever they are. Because Jesus is transforming them and the Holy Spirit is empowering them. And they are in training every day. But there's a third category of people those who are Christ followers, but they have this false assumption that since they, they follow Jesus and maybe they, they like go to church or serve at the church or they, they give financially or whatever, that in that, they only have to follow so far and they can pick and choose the sins 
that they want to hold on to. And the reality is, it's wrong. We are called to fight all aspects of the flesh because in 1 Peter 1, 15, God says, be holy for I am holy. You see, so often we set the bar for how we are to live compared to our neighbor or our coworker. You know what, right? Well, I'm not like Stan. <laughs> I'm a lot nicer than Stan, so I'm good, right? Well, we set the bar and the world's bar is going like this. And we think, well, if we're just above the world's bar, we're fine. But that's the wrong bar to measure ourselves by. The bar is this, and it's Jesus. He says, be holy for I am holy. That is the bar. So fight the flesh. Go after it. Fight against it. Fight against sin. And it is hard. It's difficult. We all know what the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 7. Hey, I don't understand it, right? I mean, the things I don't want to do, I do. And the things I want to do, I don't do, right? And so it is this fight, right? This fight. And it's this continual fight that we are in against the flesh, This is why we're in this fast right now for 21 days, this Daniel fast, because we need to tap into God's power for us to live and to overcome the flesh. Because here's reality. If we just give in to the flesh, we give in to ruin in our lives. We give in to destruction in our lives. Look at how many marriages have been destroyed by pornography, by adultery. How many families have been affected just by that one reality? Look at how many people have lost positions or relationship because of just lying in their relationships, in their situations. Look at the whole idea of gluttony. And I don't just mean gluttony by food, but gluttony by, hey, whatever I want, I'm going to take regardless. And we indulge, right? We indulge. We move from one donut to two donut. I mean, I can pound a half a dozen easy. I mean, when, we, when I was in high school, literally in high school, at midnight, Dunkin' Donuts, for $1, you could eat as many donuts as you could at midnight. So the cross-country team, myself, the cross-country team, man, we'd go at midnight. My friend Aaron would bring a gallon of A&W root beer for everybody. We would sit there and drink A&W root beer and eat as many donuts at midnight as possible. Doesn't that sound really good, right? (laughs) But you could get away with it. I mean, man, we were 16, whatever, right? We burned it off. But it's this whole whole idea like, hey, if I want it, I'm going to grab it. And there's no fight. There's no fight, but it costs us dearly. Just look within our world today. It costs us dearly, dearly. It's just the reality of it. Albert Hess, in his book on fasting, states, fasting can be a painful admission that I am not free, that my life is enslaved, obsessed, and addicted to external things such as food and drink, 
codependent relationships, sex, television, privacy, and the like. I mean, when we started this fast, most people said, well, I can't give up this, right? Right away, we started with what enslaved us, right? Well, I can't give up that, right? Just the reality, it, it, it just shows how much can enslave us. And, or we have given up fighting, maybe on anything in our life, right? And we don't look at it. You know, reality is many people fast just to lose weight. But dieting isn't the purpose of this spiritual fast. This is a God-designed discipline to enable Christ followers to be able to tap into God's fighting power so that we are able to overcome our fleshly habits or fleshly temptations to what the world offers us or is around us. We are in profound need of God's help, God's wisdom, God's guidance in our day-to-day life. In fasting, we are called to give up something to grow in dependence on God so that we can walk in freedom. And so this morning, you know, a question for you and I is, hey, what has us on the ropes? What has us in the corner, right? What's pounding on us and is in control of our lives and that we need to fight back and overcome? What is that for you in your life? Because Paul talks about flesh facts, right? And I listed, here's the reality of the flesh. He then talks about freedom facts that, man, in Christ, we are called to be free. To fight against this flesh and overcome it. And he then gives us these fighting facts in Galatians 5, 16, 17. He says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, right? So that you are not to do whatever you want. Did you hear that last line? So that you are not to do whatever you want. There are boundaries to how we are to live, how we are to act, how we are to think, how we are to emote emotions. There are boundaries that God has given us. And so the end goal is not to produce any longer what is the flesh or what I, Bill Berg, produce, but to produce what the Holy Spirit in me wants to produce. That which is holy, that which is totally opposite than the flesh. And Paul goes on in Galatians 5, 25, very familiar verse. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh. They've knocked it out. Boom, right? With its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. That is what we are called to. That is 
the opportunity we have as Christ followers, as children of God, as ones who have the Holy Spirit living in us. We have the ability for this power to fight against the flesh and to overcome. We do. And so let's go at it. And so we have to look at what is the fight plan? What is your fight plan? You know, it's interesting, a fighter, whether amateur or professional, in order to fight and in order to get in condition, they do reps, repetitions, right? Reps, reps, reps. Matter of fact, they do sit-ups morning and sit-ups at night. Mike Tyson used to do 2,000 sit-ups a day. He used to do 500 push-ups a day. You know, I'm almost there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's what he did every day, every day. I mean, a, a fighter every day hits the bag, works on the speed bag. <laughs> every day, they're doing something, jumping rope. They're doing reps over and over and over and over and over again. Why? Because they're getting ready for the fight. They're fighters. It's what they do. And so what are our reps? Here they are. Write them down in your outline. There's four training principles when it comes to reps that we need to put in our lives. The first one is repentance. We need to repent of our sin. We need to every day say, God, what needs to get out of my life today? Bring clarity, bring conviction. What is it? Whether it's gossip, all the way to murder. Hopefully it's not all the way to murder, right? But what's in there? Read those scripts. What's in there? What are you just letting take over you, get you on the ropes in the corner? Are you fighting it at all? Fight it, but confess it. Start out by confessing it. How often do we really confess sin, right? But it's in the daily, you know, the, the Lord's Prayer. Hey, forgive my sin as I forgive others, right? Secondly, encouragement. Encouragement. You need others around you. You never walk into a gym and see a fighter fighting alone or training alone. Never, ever. They're always with other fighter sparring partners, whatever. They're working it out, working together. They're holding each other accountable. Come on, you can do it. Keep going, keep going. One more, all that kind of stuff. We need encouragement. That's why here we challenge you to get in a small group and study God's word, hang out, talk about life, to do one-on-one -on -one spiritual mentoring. We can do those things. Pastor John will set you up with that. That's why, men, we're encouraging you to get your butts here Jan or February 5th, right? Because you can't fight alone. You just see it all over the neighborhood, all over this county. Families going south, people losing work, this or that because of poor choices, all that kind of stuff. We need encouragement. We need to be together. Number three, prayer. Man, get your face before Jesus. He says in John 15, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit, all right, fruit of the Holy Spirit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. Hey, man, you're gonna fight alone. It's like fighting like this. We need Jesus. And the fourth is his Holy Spirit, which he put in us. And what did Paul say? Hey, we live now by the Spirit as children of God. We don't live on our own, out of our own strength. We live out of his strength. And so my challenge is you is to get these reps in your life so that you can fight. Let's become fighters, people. Let's be fighters against the flesh.
Let's knock it out of our life. And you'll be amazed in the transformation in your personal life, in your marriage, in your family, in your neighborhood, and in the community as a country, really. Man, if everybody lived out the fruit of the Spirit, wouldn't things change? <laughs> it changed. But what do we go after? The flesh. We just give into the flesh, right? Pavel Truval is a kickboxer from Slovakia. And he holds the world record for how many punches to a bag, not a person, in one minute. What do you think that is? How many punches that would be in one minute, right? 322 punches. 322 punches in one minute. I mean, that's 5.3 punches per second. Man, if we want to fight, if we want to knock out the flesh, we got to be in training like this guy. We got to be ready. And the only way we're going to get there is to do the reps. So I challenge you not to just walk out of here and say, oh, that was nice. And just go on and live in the flesh. But we are overcomers. We have been put in a position to win in the ring. World champions! That's us. And so I challenge you, let's be fighters. For ourselves, for our marriages, for our families, for our neighborhoods, for our community, for our country, for our world, let's go. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you've given us the Holy Spirit, personal trainer who comes with power to give us the ability to overcome and to win and to fight. So we don't have to give in to greed. We don't have to give in to pornography. We don't have to give in to lying. We don't have to give in to the identity of the world. We don't have to give in to gossip that destroys people. But we can fight it and overcome. And so be glorified and help us to win, to knock it out, to put down the flesh on the mat. In your holy name, amen.